It's Hells and the Hippie. Thank you very much for coming back to the show. We got to get on the road. This is a good topic. We are talking about today, quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. It's everywhere. Young people are into it. It, You are not outright quitting your job, but you're quitting the idea of going above and beyond. That's what a lot of people understand quiet quitting to mean. They're sick of the hustle culture. They're sick of getting texts from your boss at 9 p.m. They're tired of being expected to always be available. They're not quitting. They're going to be there from 9 to 5 or whatever it's going to be, but they have quit the idea of going above and beyond. What do you got? What do I got? Okay, so back in the day, they used to call it coasting. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Back in the day. Um, before the TikTok, you know, the tick, this uh, uh, quiet quitting, it basically was born on the TikTok, which, yeah, that's right. Which for reference is a communist website. (laughs) It is, it's China. It's communist. They're, they're commies. It's like, this is, this is what they do. It's like they wait, their wet dream every night is America, you know, falling flat on its face. That's that's what commies do. It's like, that's that's not the users though. Not the users. These are just the youth. youth. But they have the ability once again, to amplify certain messages True. to, you know, so again, all right. Yes. Yes. Another episode of commie bullshit brought to you by China. Shocking. Okay. So, <laughs> right. Um, quiet quitting or coasting. Mm-hmm. I can start off by telling a story. Okay. Okay. And, and, and how, how it kind of hit me in a lot of ways when I started reading, you know, Wall Street Journal, BBC, all the major publications are, are talking about this quiet quitting thing for various mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I first graduated from school, came out, Fortune 100 job, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cool stuff, whatever. Um, you know, sitting there, first couple of months, um, and I couldn't stand my manager. My manager was just, it's like, oh my God, this guy was. He was ancient, ancient as fuck, did not really have any understanding of our generation at that point. Um, And his counterpart, a boss in another unit, you know, kind of saw something in me, whatever it may be. And he comes up to me, you know, he sees me at my desk, just just working my ass off, just just trying late hours, trying to do it. He comes up to my to, to my little cubicle over there and he comes up and he's like, he's like, you know what? I need to give you some advice. If you want to be successful in this organization and your career, Mm. you keep your head down and be just above average. Do not draw too much attention to yourself. And through time, you will get whatever you want from this organization. Mm. So interesting that, that advice, which, you know, in retrospect was the perfect advice, um, flew in the face of the ideals that, that I had entered the workforce in, which yeah. was, I'm going to, I'm going to achieve, I'm going to make, I'm going to earn, yep. I am going to be recognized and I am going to be advanced through the company and I am going to be, you know, on the cover of fortune magazine. That was the goal coming out of school. That mm-hmm. was a deal. So that's kind of some context for this whole new phenomenon coming out. Now, 
times have changed a little bit. You know, cell phones were not like, you know, we, we were not receiving work emails and all this kind of stuff and late yeah. night phone calls from, from different, you know, whatever, as far as work, we're not getting all that. This culture now, this generation now is, is a little bit different from the standpoint and, and, and take another step back real quick, slowly, but surely as this dinosaur of a manager, you know, continue to, to, to weigh above me, yeah. um, the, there was this concept uh, and somebody floated it to me. One of my clients, he was like, he was like, Oh man, it's like, it's, it's all about, it's all about the question and defining as far as what you're doing. Do you work to live or do you live to work? Mm-hmm. Do you work to live or do you live to work? Yep. Yep. And for me being young, it was just like, no man, I got to earn. I got to make this happen. I got to, I got to set this stuff up. Got to build that 401k. Got to get start putting down payments on my country club that I'm going to retire in. And well, well, you know, like all that kind of stuff. That, you were that, like that. You were like that right out of college, right out of undergrad. Right. I mean, I was wow. like that during undergrad. Um, Interesting. I, okay. I, I, I wanted yeah. out in the workforce. Yeah. yeah it's okay. like I, I, I wanted. It's. A, I looked at myself in the same way as you know. And this is again. This is the vanity of hell's. Um, as being a, you know, a top draft pick in, in sports being like, Hey, you yeah, know what? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and skip my last two years of, of school and get out here and earn. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm leaving early just to go ahead and yeah, get that check. Yeah, sure. Um, that, that was, that was the, that was my mindset. I need to go earn. I need to get the money. Um, but then, but then you're just whopped in the face when you enter the workforce by the bureaucracy, the slow moving, mm. um, the, the concept of it, it, it's like, it's always interesting. It's like, they say, we want team players and we want people to, to come on board with, you know, mm. great ideas and blah, blah. And it's, it's, that's what they say in the interview. And, and it's like, Oh no, you, you guys are the future of the company and blah, blah, blah. Like all that kind of stuff that they say, but you get into the mix. It's like, they don't want that. They just want the, they want you to plow that field. Yeah. That's all yeah. they want. They don't want you commenting on the tools that you're using to plow that field. They don't want you thinking about, Hey, maybe we should put a new crop in. No, no, no. They don't they want don't, feedback. They don't want feedback. No. No, they don't want it. They plow the fucking field and we'll give you money. They want workers. They want now, workers. The, yeah. the way salaried employers, employees are set up, it's like whether you bust your ass hardcore or yep. not, yep. you're paid the exact same amount. And on top of that, yeah. okay, you are subject to a human to decide whether or not you are due a bonus. That's right. That's you right. are due a raise. And those, you know, those those glorious two and a half to three percent raises, you know, all, all through my twenties, it's like, let me tell you, man, that really, really <laughs> that that really, that really did it for me. That made all the, the while that made the difference. All the while looking and seeing, oh, CEO making eight point seven trillion dollars on his bonus and you know, it, it's it's like come on, yeah. so, come so, on, guys. Sure. So, so you're no stranger to the hustle culture. It sounds like you were right there in the middle of it, right there in mm-hmm. the late '90s, early 2000s. You were in it. So you saw coasters. I have a question. So you, you saw coasters, no doubt, in your workplace. Mm-hmm. How did you respond to them? What do you think about coasters? Honestly, man, I I thought that they were fairly pathetic. Yeah. Right. Um, right. It wasn't your thing. And That's not what you were doing. It was different I'm, to you. I thought, and... yeah, no, I thought that they were pathetic. All right. Um, all right, all right, all right. So, so now in your late fifties, 
late 50s. <laughs> the fuck you get off with that? <laughs> now, in your very, very youthful mid-40s, what do you think about those coasters? Any, any change? Any change or like still? I still think that they're pathetic. Okay. So now we come. Like, like, like hard line stance, I think they're pathetic. Okay, I gotcha. think that I think it, gotcha. I really, really do. I, okay. I think that they are. If you look, it's it's one thing to and and I say this, it's like because I think the mentality is a defeatist mentality, and I think individuals mm-hmm. that have defeatist mentalities, I think by definition they are pathetic. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. So it's a defeatist mentality. Yeah. Now, can I understand? The idea, well, like, well, if they're not going to recognize me for being great, then I can just be average and just kind of coast out, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, get the same pay, get the same middling raise, get the same. Maybe yeah. I'll get, you know, a promotion for something, whatever. But it's like I'm here just so I can have money to go live the rest of my life. I'm not here in order to plow their field. Yeah, um, right. Right. that's th- that's where it gets it. So I can I can understand the dynamic, but. I can also say at the same time, anything in life worth doing, you should try your best to do really, really well. And a lot of these mm-hmm. individuals that, that are claiming this this coast culture or this yeah, what what are what's they called? Quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. Yeah. Quit, and and I almost refused after I did the research and I was like, this is some commie bullshit coming from a TikTok. I don't <laughs> even know that I wanna reference a term anymore for for, for the commie. Um, it's like they, they, it becomes one of those things. If you're going to do it, you do it well, or you move on. And I also think that those individuals that, that are, that are looking at this, there is a level of entitlement that somebody needs to give them something as opposed to, if you're not happy with what you're doing, you're not happy with your pay. You're not happy. You're not happy. You're not happy. Move on. Okay. Yes. Right on. Right on. Right on. So that's you know I was reading about it too, preparing for this episode, and it kind of I was kind of giggling. I was giggling maniacally because I was imagining like uh, I know about you. I know about you. What you just described. I know the deal. I know your background. I know what's up. And uh, I definitely thought, man, Hell's is not going to like this very much. So I've got a I've got a hot take on it. You want to hear a hot take? I got a hot take. Of course. Hot All take right. it. Uh, nobody's going to be surprised out there in land. I've had no full time jobs in my life. I just haven't had, well, let me just say, let me back up. I've had no, I've never done the corporate thing. Like what the way you described yourself in your 20s and me in my 20s, is, it's a very different paradigm. I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong. I'm saying we were very different. Okay. So I've never had a nine to five job. I just haven't done it. And um, I've always just kind of put stuff together. I've kind of fell on stuff. Because I, what you just said, if you don't like your job you're doing, uh, I had some jobs that I did not like, and I would quit them, like quit, quit them. So one of my problems, a little bit with this, uh, not that I have any real problems, but quiet quitting, you know, you're doing the bare minimum. I like the term coasting much better, but like you're still going to a place you despise or at least don't like at all for from nine to five or eight to five. That's a huge portion of your life. I just say, don't call it quitting. You're not quitting anything. You're, you're not quitting. You're coasting. You're probably putting more weight on your coworkers. People like my co-host here who are really going above and beyond, they're probably hating you <laughs> the way else, you know, would view his coasting coworkers with disdain. 
Um, I, I understand doing the bare minimum and that's okay with me. You know, if you're contracted to do this or that and you do this or that, it should be fine. But you know, you're doing a nine to five and you're not into it at all. Are you going to be able to do that? You know, if you're 27 years old right now, can you do that for 25 more years? You shouldn't do that. You should try to find work that more meaningfully engages you is what I think. So the idea of being taken advantage of by, you know, the overlords, uh, hell, you brought up a great point. You know, we are the same age and we didn't have the phone calls, the texts, you know, the expectations that were available 24 seven that a lot of these people undoubtedly have in those fortune 100 and 500 jobs like you had back in the day. I bet what they're going through is a lot. I bet we just can't imagine it. So I understand you're tired of that, but, uh, you know, you don't want to kill yourself. You're tired of the hustle culture. You don't buy into it. I'm the same way. I understand that. But uh, you just, maybe you should actual quit and not do a TikTok trend and make yourself feel like you're somehow giving it to the men. Because if you're just sitting there and you hate it, I just think you should, if you can, if your situation allows it, you should try to find something that is going to engage you more. Because sitting somewhere at 40, 50 hours a week, uh, in my hippie opinion, that is not quitting. So that's that's one of my things. Like, and the way the reason I'm the way I am is with work to this very day. Like my gig with Black Box, I'm an independent contractor. You know what I mean? Uh, I I don't really like very corporate things, and I, that's fine for a lot of people, and it's fine for ton, millions of people. But here's the thing, and this stuck with me for a long time. This is kind of my last real big thing about this. You're not working, you're not selling your skills or knowledge for money when you work somewhere. I think you're selling hours of your life. So the hours you spend at a workplace, those are finite hours of your life. If you go into debt for something, figure out how much you make per hour, right? Or per day, whatever it is. Do the division. And if you're buying this toy or if you're going into debt for this or that, that's how many hours you're going to have to sacrifice to get it back. And if, like hells, you enjoy what you're doing, then it doesn't matter, right? You like it, you're engaged, you're doing your job. Sure, I don't feel like I'm just wasting my hours. But if you're in a job that you have quite quit because you can't stand it and you completely are disengaged, you're doing nothing but selling your hours in possibly the most empty way and you don't get those hours back. So I say that's the end of my rant. I say don't I call it don't call it quitting. Call it something else. I think that's a that's a that's a good take. I, I think that that's a good take. Um, yeah. I, I think, yeah. but I, but I, I think that I'm, I'm two things that I want to talk about here. Um, mm-hmm. There in any relationship, okay. There are two individual parties that have responsibility for the environment in the current situation. Okay. And this particular situation, much like relationships at home and other aspects of our life, we have two entities in this situation being an employer and employee. Both have a feeling of entitlement. Mm, Yeah. 
True. The employee in this culture of quiet quitting or coasting feels a level of, of entitlement that, you know, if they're going to go ahead and spend the working hours that they want their cookies, they want their kudos, they want their pats on the back, they want their, you know, raises and bonuses and acceleration of the company. And, and a lot of times, some of these individuals with these grand expectations, they they couldn't figure out a way how to get out of a wet paper, wet paper sack. Mm. Um, they're, they're just, they're just not very good. Yeah. They're just, and so, so they use sucking at life, um, because they suck at life. They're using that to be like, oh, well, the man is not, is not the, the corporate overlords, as you say, are not giving me what I need. Likewise, on the other side, I can, I can speak to it and say, you know, these, these corporations have lost the culture. Because if we go back in time before even my generation with, with the coasting um, or, or hustle culture, whatever, two different things, polar opposites, um, back in the day, our parents' day, there was a reason to, to have a vested interest within the company. You got a pension. You stayed with a company for your entire career. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They did a they they were they took a lot of pride from promoting within. They wanted to make sure that everything internally within the organization was strong based on developing the minds for the future of their corporations. That mentality is dead now. No, People that's don't right. Work, that's right. work for the same company for 30 years. So nope. that idea, that symbiotic relationship as far as as far as building something together and both having a vested interest in seeing one another succeed, that left a long time ago. That that left actually in the late nineties, early two thousands, the idea of a pension, the idea yeah. of that that left. So now we're in a situation to where we have a very, very competitive work environment from the standpoint, there's a lot of jobs out there. You have the ability to move. You also have the ability to earn more so now with technology than you ever did before. Mm. So the, yep. so the, the, the culture is changing. Um, and I don't think that many of these corporations are prepared for the change. You have a workforce. that's just kind of like, you know what? I can go ahead and be an in independent contractor. I can get several contracts and make more and still have my freedom. That's right. That's, and, that's and, right. And I'm plowing yep. my own field. And the, But then you go yes, ahead. I was just saying that first point is the thing. The culture is different. Like the only thing that employers are offering a whole huge portion of the workforce right now, the only thing they have left, the culture is gone. The camaraderie is gone. The only thing they have left to offer a lot of people is money. And what you just mm -hmm. said is true. If you're, you know, a slightly above average intelligence person, there are all kinds of ways to make money independently. You're exactly right. That's what they're fighting in some ways. These corporations, they're fighting that. Well, they're fighting that. But but let's go back to, to culture again. If you're if you have, are operating in a, in a co corporate culture to where um, you constantly constantly see problems. The, the corporations makes decisions that make your job more difficult, not yeah. more efficient. Yeah. You are left out of all decision making. Right. right. Their mistakes are thrown upon you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. There is so over and over again, it's like, oh, we want to open an organization, but we're not going to take in your feedback. We're going to keep you in the dark and we're going to blindside you on shit. Um, th that culture, that concept and idea to where you feel like, like it's like, okay, so my job is only to plow the field. 
But when it comes to what crop we plant or anything like that, when I'm showing you specifically how it could be done better, you're like, no, get back over there and plow the field. That type of culture is not something that that's a, that I think can be successful moving forward. Right. I think yeah, you yeah. you have to engage if you you have to engage your employees that are doing the job as what do you need? What can we do in order to be successful? Not yeah. somebody who's never engaged with, within the actual job trying to make decisions on how to do it. it it's like it's very, very culture is in in corporations and also going back to relationships with one another um or personal relationships if you don't have open communication if you're not into the concept of of a reci reciprocation mm. if you're not doing those types of things that relationship is doomed to fail and ultimately you re you reach a crossroads to where if you're if you're a man if you're, and I say you're a man if you are of your worth, of your ilk, of your salt, when you reach that crossroads, you make a decision. I'm either going to sit here and suck it up and stay the course with whatever it is, or you know what? It's time for me to move on. Yeah, right. It's right. time for me right. to move on. That was my point and, right there. Yep, yep. And, yep. and if it's time for you, move yep. on. Yep. Stop blaming other people for you being average. Move on. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I, I think you would have actually approved of the way that I kind of wandered the world in the 20s. If I was one of your coworkers, uh, you would see me coasting and you'd be like, what the guy doing? And like within a few days, I'd be gone. And I think you would respect the fact that I realized, okay, I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to do it. Well, it, and it's a that's but real quitting. Real quitting is different and it's scary in 2022. And it was back in the day. It seems like it was a lot easier to quit and a lot less scary to quit. I understand that. But, um, yeah, man. So you got to quit. And so what you're saying about relationships is you got to give to get, right? <laughs> you you got to give to get. And and, and you, you brought right. something up that's interesting as far yeah. as if you were one of my coworkers. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's like I, I understand what, what I was. I showed up to work early. Yep. I blew out everything that I needed to do for the day within the first two hours. And I spent the rest of the day kind of just walking around, talking to people, going outside, having cigarettes, taking long lunches, um, that kind of stuff, but always well ahead of my work, You're, always yeah, well ahead, yeah. ahead of my workload. The, it's like, just because they're like, Oh, you work here from eight to five, but your job was something. I, I blew out all my work. All, all my work's done. Um, I'm here, but I'm not really here. It's, it's you see what I'm saying? It's like, do, it, yes, it, yes, it, yes. it's like everybody can operate at a different speed. It's like, look, if it, if it, it comes down to, okay, change the tire. Some people can change the tire and like, five minutes flat or under. Okay. Some people, it might take six to eight hours yep. to change that tire. Yep. So, it, but it's like, they're going to charge 50, 60 bucks to change the tire. So did That's, you get, did you get recognized? Did you get recognized by your, your, your overlords and your, oh, were they man. recognizing it or not? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give the, the, the quick and dirty, yeah. uh, the, 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 like, the quick and dirty. I like it. I like so it my boss was just, just trash, absolute trash. <laughs> so he brings me into his office one day and he says, you know, I just feel overall that, uh, that, you know, this, this company may not be the best fit for you. That, oh, that you man. could ultimately, 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 you could go on and be a CEO or run any company, blah, blah, blah. But I don't believe it's going to be here. He gave, and, he gave you the polite firing. Okay. So I looked at him <laughs> and, I, and I said, I said, you know what, Jeff? I really don't give a fuck what you think. Oh, man. There it is. Those, those words fired out of my mouth. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, so then I got up. Mm. 
And I walked to the all the way to the other side of the building, went up two floors, went ahead and knocked on his boss's door and say, hey, man, you got a minute? <laughs> That's right. That's the way to do it right there. You got a minute? Yeah. He said, sure, sure. Come on in. What, what's going on? Look at him in his face and said, I'm sorry. I don't think I can afford to work for you anymore. Mm. I don't think afford. I can afford. I have, stu- yeah. I have, I cannot, I have student loans hitting. I have yep. this, I have all these things hitting my bit. Yep. And right now I'm operating at a negative working for you. I don't think that I can, I can afford to work for you anymore. Nice. And he said, well, we, well, we, we have to do something about that. Hmm. A week later I was given a raise promotion company car. Okay. Cause because you're a lunatic and you, you did your thing in true lunatic fashion Within thirty minutes, you you got fired, and then you got a raise. <laughs> Culture, baby, you got fired. Know your worth. You Culture got... and know your worth. You... Know your worth. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. it, it's like so. So That's he could have looked at me and and said, "You know what? You're probably right. It's time for you to move on." Yep. Okay. He could have said that, but it's just like, look, it's like you only know what you are to yourself, right? I knew to myself what what I was. And it's like, I knew what my time was worth. I knew what my finances looked like. I knew what I needed in order to feel fulfilled in my job. Mm. And, and so, and so I'm, I was willing to step out and say, yo, this is what I need. This is what needs to happen. If you can't meet it, that's cool. We part. It's just business, but it, yeah. but but it, but it, instead, you have a generation now mm. that wants to sit there and be like, "Just give it to me, just give it to me. I now, just want it. I just want it." Now, that's going on for sure. But I, I got to say, I, I don't think that's the majority. I, th- I think that's the thing that's happening. But I don't think we can throw the whole generation, however we define that. that that's not widespread. I, th- Look, I think I, I think I one a- thing is going on that that we can't we can't pass by the time i i know i think the same as you maybe probably even a little earlier for you but by the time i was late 20s i I pretty much knew who i was i pretty much knew what i wanted to do i pretty much had a good idea that i'm always going to change but i pretty much know the core of who i am and for better or worse that's what river is um Mm -hmm. i think it's a lot harder for people in their 20 when they're 25 26 i'm not making excuses for the deadbeats nothing like that but it's generally a lot harder to know who you are in this climate. I truly believe that. We didn't have the distractions. We didn't have the garbage. We didn't have the TikTok. We didn't have the outside influence. We had a lot of time in our heads. Think about it. Just driving down the road. We didn't have cell phones, or at least I couldn't afford a cell phone. Maybe you had a bag car phone back in the day, but I was too poor to have that. All sorts of examples we could give. We had more time when we were coming of age in you know the mid-90s to just kind of do the hard things you have to do to figure out who the hell you are. I think that's some of what's going on in, in young people's defense. I think it's just harder for people to know who the hell they are because all this influence we get from people are from people who are pretending to be something they're not. So I, I would offer that out a little bit in defense of the youth for sure. So I, I'm, I'm a, and we're, we're going to, we will we'll roll off into another subject on this. I'm sure. But yep. it's it, look, I have, so much hope for this younger generation. Mm-hmm. The folks mm-hmm. out there right now between like, let's say 24 mm-hmm. 
and 35, that grouping of individual, I know that's a wide range, but that individual right there, mm-hmm. um, there are some incredible minds in there. And I'm not referring necessarily to them when I talk about just give it to me, give it that generation. Mm-hmm. There are some real workers, you know, that are really, really trying to, to change culture, to change, uh, you know, technology, science, medicine. Um, there, there's some really, really brilliant young minds that, that are out there doing it. But I think if we go back in time, I think a lot of what's going on in this generation right now and why the concept of quiet quitting is a thing, instead of just putting your nuts on the table and say, yo, here I am, <laughs> pay me or I go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. you, you know, it's like that generation. I think that's the same generation that, that grew up to where everybody got a participation trophy. Hmm. To where, to where, just because, just because you show up, you get to win. Like that's the look. There are winners and losers in life, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the idea that everybody gets a participation trophy is trash. Yeah, we didn't have that. That's winners and losers. You have to know what losing feels like in order to properly appreciate what winning can be. Yeah, you have to learn how to deal with it. If you have never taken a big L and been embarrassing loss, a butt naked in the rain type moment, okay? If you have never (laughs) felt that, okay, you have no real appreciation for what victory smells, tastes, and feels like. That's true. And also, if you don't know how to deal with big losses of all kinds, psychologically, physiologically, you're going to get wrecked one day because something's Mm -hmm. going to happen and you're not going to be able to deal with it. Uh, we need to get mm-hmm. into losing. We should do an episode on the benefits of losing, and we need to do that because I've got a lot of thoughts about that, and we've got no time left because you're a busy man. I'm a yeah, man. I'm a pretty much retired man. i got to go sit by the pool today. What are you getting into? You're not sitting by the pool, Ah, uh, man, got, got the morning show coming right. up here in a few minutes, and then, uh, then jumping on and getting into the market. Going to go ahead and... Do the fisticuffs for the day. Should be uh, it's an interesting time in the market right now, man. Very, yeah. very interesting. So no. got to stay sharp. Got to got to stay on top of it. Got to be really willing to be nimble. Um, and you know, most importantly, it's like if you're going to get in there in the game, you got to be prepared to win. You yep. got to get in there to win. And when you know that you're facing an L, take that L and move on. Wait, are you saying so are like, you saying in the options market, if I lose, I can't politely request a refund from my broker? What do you mean? You, you can always make the request. You can always I wonder always if people try that. I wonder if people literally try that. I bet they've tried that. All right. Hey, well, for- if, if, if you make that call, River, will you record it for me, please? Oh, that would be an interesting <laughs> experiment, right? I'll get on the phone with Trade Station and say, hey, I didn't mean my, my loss identifies as a win. Can you give me some? <laughs> I can't believe you went there with the identification of what it river hey not very hippie of you not very hippie of you i defy <laughs> labels including that one but in I all fine as a winner I, that's right i need trade dear trade station that actually was a that actually was a 25 percent win not a 38 percent loss we need to change that please oh, man all right and we by the way uh, listeners out there, if you are into trading, if you are into the markets, uh, you should check out Hell's Bell's morning show. Where can they find that? Is it on Twitter at where? What? Where is it on Twitter? I think uh, RH Last Call. Uh, okay. We broadcast it there. 
on Twitter, um, nice. and then uh, and then YouTube also, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. R H last call. R H stands for Roadhouse. If you wonder what that is, why don't you drop Hell's Bells BBS a little message on Twitter and learn about the uh, fascinating and wild, twisted, wonderful world of Roadhouse, which he co-founded. So. We got to go. You're busy. Hell's in the hippie.